I wanted to do the podcasting where we kind of started talking and then naturally it turned into a podcast. Recording and do that kind of like NPR behind the scenes kind of bullshit, but then I realized like that's not who we are. Like that's just not the that's not the tenor of most of our conversations. Ninety percent of the time you and I speak to each other is prompted with either one of us looking into a camera or looking at each other with a camera pointing at both of us. And, and that, 30% of that time is me cutting you off mid-salient point to ruin it. <laughs> but um, I'm Matt, that's Corey, Rob's being a dad and or working. Uh, but it, it reminded me of like when we s- started working together. It was four years ago. It, it doesn't seem like that long ago, but fuck, four years ago is a long time. Well, and it's one of those things like I, I was, you know, because in the prep for, you know, talking about what we're going to talk about when we talk, I was thinking I was like <laughs> remembering the day that we met. And I wondered if there was any of the the exaggeration that sometimes gets added to stories like that. You know, like when you when you look back in the past, there's a little bit of nostalgia. It's not that far back. But also it's like I wonder what your opinion of me was, you know, you know, I... first impression walking in. I'm sitting there. I think I was. I was still doing the wear the jacket thing. You were. You were Jacket Jones. Yeah. Uh. My 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 first impression was like, oh shit, this guy must have done like regional sports before, done high school football in Jersey. He knows what he's talking about. Like my initial impression with you and my initial impression of Rob, um, was holy fuck, you guys are naturals at this. Like it felt like a day off and. I started announcing by myself, like when I got into college sports and I was calling D3 basketball on 90.3 WKRB, Kingsborough Community College, Brooklyn, New York. Um, I would have to lug with like a producer all of this equipment across the school. And like Kingsborough is not a huge campus. But it's a schlep. Like you got to go through the library. It's a whole fucking thing. And I'm just talking by myself at no one in particular with this giant head. It, I look like an air traffic controller. The headsets we use now, in comparison to the thing that we, because the 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 college, the radio station, had stopped doing commentary for the for the basketball games, men's and women's. Because my predecessors got fucked up by the team, <laughs> like literally, like like they like they, they got, found they them the after the game. Drugged. Yeah, they got drugged. They got drugged out the building and towards the fucking water and got thrown in the Sheep's Head Bay, uh, right into fucking Manhattan Beach. And Sheep's Head too. Oh, yeah, it, well, it was like nice it was it was in Manhattan Beach, so it's like right off the water. Like on the fucking Q and B line, and you you have to take a bus there. Like there's no, you can't walk from the train to the to the fucking school. It's like a half mile walk. You could do it, but it's annoying and it's like a winding road. It just it it feels like you're on Long Island. Like that's where Brooklyn stops being Brooklyn and kind of becomes Long Island in Manhattan. But like not the Long Island part of Long Island, like the. Oh my God, this is so far. I can't believe I just sat in six hours of traffic long. Yeah, 
because it, it's just beach and houses that were built when cocaine was really popular. Mm. So like late seventies, early eighties. I heard that's had a little bit of staying power, but uh, I think it's more the uh, the the stuff that your your doctor uh, forces you into a prescription nowadays. <laughs> um, not to get into real good topics. So so, but I think the important question is: Is your predecessors did they deserve? They were talking they shit about the team, like they were straight up calling. They were doing what Rob does now, but they're not Rob. And if you're listening to this show and you found us and you have no idea who the fuck we are, this this is two guys who grew up in New York and New Jersey and ended up announcing football together alongside our other guy who grew up in New York and New Jersey. Like Rob's the bridge between us. Cause like He's also the mountain. He's yes. also <laughs> River Deep Mountain He's High also... motherfucker. He's also the 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 wall, um, the 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 embodiment of the wall that we've been promised for years that hopefully we will never still get. But hey, uh, the future holds uh, a, an unopened box of surprises. Hopefully, it's not Pandora. That was the but, yeah, that so, was the most so, Corey Hammond fucking political take. <laughs> like you, you were like, oh, I'm in the point. Oh fuck! I'm making a political point. I've got to be funny. Where's the Where's the off ramp? Where's the off ramp? And, and that's ninety percent of of us working together is like, okay, one of us is veering into the wall. Are we gonna be able to Usually pull them me. out of the wall before they crash? Me in a podcast is the same as me driving a car at times. I'm looking down at Pokemon Go. No, I'm not. I'm I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Um, but yeah. So you're you're. You're coming in into broadcasting. Your whole life basically is how we got down this rabbit hole. Your whole broadcasting career was the solo, dolo situation. Well, it started out solo, and then like, right. when I did Cyclones games, I called those innings by myself. Like, I would do an inning and a half here, inning and a half there. And I did hockey for a little bit, and I also did that solo. The only time I really had a partner was when I was doing wrestling commentary. You would always have someone working with you, and whether I was the play-by-play guy or the color guy, you usually had someone to bounce off of because wrestling is really hard to call by yourself. And calling anything by yourself is fucking impossible. Well, and they're all different, too. Yeah. like they're Calling they're... baseball, you're literally painting a picture with like a, a still picture, and you've got you to gotta add the movement almost with your own words. Yeah. Hockey is constant movement. You have to keep up. I could almost imagine your your volume level for a hockey game could not be the same as it is during the A7FL. No, it, it was it's very fast though. And yeah, it's just like it's, it's motion, non-stop. motion. Yeah. And and it's all it's painting these word pictures. Luckily what we do, people are watching it at the same time so you don't have to be as descriptive. And not to get on a fucking goddamn uh what god I was soapbox. There we go. I Talking about how good of a broadcaster I am, I can't remember the fucking word soapbox, but get to get on a soapbox for a moment. Play-by-play and color are not the same thing. And I feel like people don't get that. And I can't do what Corey does. I can't. Because what Corey does is near impossible. Because you can break down a football game like nobody's fucking business. 
and I appreciate it. Of course, but Corey can do what I do, and he's done what I've done before. He's covered for me on game weeks, and like, there's just so many different. Like, it's about versatility and like how you can work within a scheme and a system. Well, the thing that people I don't think they understand is is that the the play by play is the is the is the you know gut reaction to things as they happen. And what the, the color should be is absorb what just happened, analyze, provide analysis, right? I think what people try to do is they mix the two. Yeah. So the guy that's, you know, when I, when I hear play-by-play guys that need to get better, they're trying to do the analysis as the play's going on. And they're like, oh, that play's not, that play isn't going to work because that isn't happening. Right? No, no, that's not what you're saying. You have to say what is happening. And then it's the next guy's job. And then, you know, when guys try to do the analysis, the the color, if they just literally replay what the play-by-play guy just said, it's just a parroting effect. And it's that echo that no one wants to hear. No. But one of the one of my when when we talk about broadcasting, one of my biggest influences, and it's not in 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 the way of the Yankees, but I I, I listen to just based on what my job is and when I'm driving and where I live, I listen a lot to the Michael K show. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they always talking about, they talk about is how color guys step on the play by play and how it's just, it's so sacrilegious. But every Sunday I'm sitting next to Matt and Rob, we're, <laughs> we, we are stomping it out. Like it's a, uh, a, a mob. Here, here's and, the, here's uh, the thing about that is like, it doesn't bother me because the content's so fucking good. I'll lay out my, I, I'm not the, I'm, of the three of us, I have the most experience at doing the job, but I'm not the best one at the job. And my role is to give you guys the running lanes to get to where we need to go, to make the point, to focus on the game, to tell the story from a player's perspective. When it comes to, he's at the 40, the 30, da, 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 like all that other bullshit. Like that's just me having fun. My yeah. job my job is literally first and 10, ball on the 45-yard line. Codrington set up with Courage Mosey set up to the right in the slot is Ashante Worthy, the snap. Codrington goes back, throws it deep to the end zone, caught, touchdown. That's the job. That's literally my job. And to read fucking commercials. Everything else within that is just me having fun and you guys giving me the ability to have a little bit of fun. Yeah, and honestly, you know, when we do step on you, um, I think we give we give something to the broadcast. The one my favorite step though is to damn. And I think that one syllable oh, yeah. has kind of carried the furthest of anything that's been said by me just just running through, you know, 16 run-on sentences in the 10 (laughs) seconds we have before you have to reset a play, usually running right over that. We don't know what down it is until midway through the passing year. Um, Or (laughs) we're pointing to, we're pointing to the roster sheet where it says, you know, Joe Schmo, when it's actually not Joe Schmo, it's Joe Schmo's second cousin twice (laughs) removed. And that is actually Joe Shimoma. And um, you know the, the the similarity in the names was just a coincidence. You're so ba- was, you're so was, bad at fake names. 
I love I you. Didn't wanna, I didn't want to invoke any actual. I know, uh, like you, you were pulling your. I was, I was trying to just make light of it and not, not make you have to defend oh, it. Just, uh, embarrass me. Because <laughs> what, what, what I didn't want to do is either get it to be so that there was any kind of, you know, a lot of names have a certain, uh, like, let's say, you know, uh, regional background to them. I didn't want to do anything there, so I tried to go generic and I ruined my own bit. Well, back to back to your first impression of me, because I'd love to hear it. You know, let me just say this. what My first impression of you, because I'm not a visual first impression guy. I just want to see what's going on. And working with LJ for as long as I did, it was a breath of fresh air to have somebody come in and be like, hey, how are you? My name's Matt. Um, you know, let's do this. Because with LJ, it was always this sparring match. And it was always I had to be on my like toes and I had to like have the next bullet, you know, ready in the chamber because he was going to say this or do that. Or I had to add positivity to, uh, you know, a, a, a broadcast was, that was basically a, a, like a clown session. LJ was competing uh, like like that's the thing that I, I, I just realized it now because you put it perfectly in perspective. Like LJ as LJ is fucking great. But LJ competes because he views broadcasting competitively. And he views it as a competitor. And I don't know if it's innate or, you know, intentional. But LJ is a competitor. And I think that being the guy was kind of... Because you're insanely talented. So that could have just been like competition or kind of, you know, trying to set markers and dividers but my job is to be a part of a team like I grew up with the team concept and everywhere I worked before that you know I I was kind of like LJ for a long time in being competitive I was hyper competitive I'm still hyper competitive yeah I, I, hey <laughs> if you weren't competitive you wouldn't have finished that second race in oh. front let me tell you yeah dude my fu- I'm still popping my knee in and out every day now after which that. I which as a tough guy you know I'm not self-proclaimed by the way go check out just go check out and ask some of the the 300 pound plus guys that try to end my life that you know what their <laughs> opinion is of me um not to toot my own horn but I did just say that I was a tough guy but like I appreciated that more than anything because honestly both of the starts he got a good start which is sometimes you know, sometimes it, it it's more of like a cheating thing is if you get a good start yeah. because nobody was nobody was was really officiating it because our official was trying to get involved in the action as always. Shout outs to my guy. I so love. I'm not going to call his name. I, I know. Well, I Franklin, call the, the senior official of the A7FL. I, I consider him a friend. Uh, yeah, he's a he's an awesome dude, yeah, and he's him. actually a pretty good athlete for a ref. Mm. Not that he's our best athlete no. as a ref because we have a former NFL guy. But that race, like, I I I left-handed, so I kind of push off my right foot. But yep. the problem is my right ankle sucks, and as soon as I pushed, my knee popped, and I started slow, and I couldn't get into a rhythm until late. And then I thank God I fucking beat him. But as soon as everybody, it was all will. It was yeah. all willpower. It wasn't. It wasn't your form. It wasn't your training. It wasn't like, you know, your years and years of, of all all of the uh, times that you've spent in your life being just super fast. It was that you were just not going to lose. And I, I got a you got as a competitor talking about LJ. I wouldn't put yourself in a, in a position where you're not a supreme competitor, Matt. Because- oh, no, I, I'm hyper competitive. But like 
I mean, in my broadcast career, like, I wanted to win. Because growing up listening to Opie and Anthony and Howard and all these shows, it was it was competitive sport. It was win or lose. The ratings, fan opinion, all this other stuff, like, that was in my head from the very beginning. And it fucked me up for a while. And I had to learn a lot of lessons to get to the point to where I felt like I can, I need, it's got to be focused on a team. We have to work together. We have to well, be and I think our together. team, what made it so easy is when, when we added Rob, you'd think that it, w- it would work a little bit worse at first. Um, but adding Rob, it was seamless, I felt like, right? Like, oh, it yeah. was almost as if we needed him there because it gave us all a little bit more time to focus on our job and what we needed to, to do, including your extra jobs that are on top of the fact that you're the play-by-play. But, like, for somebody who can't, you know, share airtime with anybody, you know, just check out the most recent version when this drops on October, whatever it is. Uh, of the other side of the ball in the last 10 minutes I as, as a call-in guest I, I took over the show having Rob be the guy that just came in and it's it's awesome because we sit next to each other and it, he knows when he's going to take it I know when I'm going to take it and then some of the jokes and bits that we do mid-game it, it's 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 true comedy like the 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 whole J-Rock thing he wasn't even there <laughs> the, the amazing thing is is that he he invoked the J-Rock weave conversation when he wasn't even present on his birthday because he was just in the comment section (laughs) so that's the kind of chemistry we have is he can affect the show in the comment section even at home on his birthday because his his, uh fiance was like "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh and the (laughs) thing is when rob joined that season 2022 for the first two months it was like me and a guest like, it was me and Ike week one. Then week two, it was me and Rob for, like, one or two games. And then I think me, you, and Rob, or me and you. And then it would be me, Rob, and LJ, or Rob, LJ, and you. And then it became Matt, Rob, and Corey, or as this show's called, Rob, Matt, and Corey. Um, and then, like, I'd say the playoffs, like, Delaware. Holy fuck! Like when we were when we started in Delaware, all three. The of time us, that I drove there. No, no, no! The time to. we were all supposed to fucking go there. You just, and and a lot of people think that it's. I think people believe that everything about us on the sh- on the three on one, our other show, is an act or real. Like people don't know what's kayfabe or not. <laughs> about us on the show and to me that's really fucking fun that we have cultivated these personalities uh, as fu- as fucking football announcers like football announcers aren't supposed to be dudes who also podcast like you don't see Joe Buck and Troy Aikman doing haha giggle shit comedy or doing radio wars with the football podcast from their like fucking with CBS's podcast. And I really love that. I love that kind of creative freedom and that latitude. 
And that's why I'm so pissed we're not in more houses and with bigger, like, this league and all of us deserve that opportunity. But to, like, go back to those early games with Rob, like, his first game with me, it was so fucking easy. And he was like, holy shit. And, like, before that, me and Rob, much like me and you, never really spoke, never really talked. Like, me and him did a mock, one mock broadcast when 2021 ended and we needed to find another you. We needed to find another Corey. And Rob had just retired. And I think it was either you or Ryan who suggested him. Well, he did the table show. Yeah, that yeah, that's he why he sat with Ant Live and and Mason, and not no disrespect to those two guys, but Rob carried the show. He gave us a, a lot of great content that you know was kind of self self made content too. Like it, it was it was his baby the whole time. The the table, which is one of my favorite shows. Um, that ever happened in A7. My my favorite is the three-on-one. I think we do what the table did, but, you know, better. And, and um, t- to be honest, like, Rob, even if he never played a down of football at any level, right now could walk onto the fucking breakfast club and be ready, 100, ready to fucking go. Yep. And he's ne- not a day of broadcasting school. I went to three different schools, three different colleges, two degrees, for broadcasting and media studies. That's what my bachelor's is in, media studies. So I'm a nerd. I mean, you studied the media. That, you, you, you literally <laughs> have books about the, the ancient times and the past glory days. So, hey, man, there's worse things to study. I've seen, I've seen degrees that are, are probably less fun and less useful. And let's be clear, you, you've you've carved out a little spot for yourself in which I wouldn't say that there's a lot of people in this world that do a better job at what you do, Matt. Aww. Not to pat ourselves on the back anymore. Oh, this whole what- podcast right now, and I think every episode is just going to be a, a celebration of our massive egos. Because this is literally a vanity project. Because we just like talking to each other. And just well, we, I think we do have things to say, right? Yeah, I, we're I a what... we're a fucking brand. That's we right. Brand. We're gonna we're gonna sell T-shirts and live event experiences. And you know what? There's gonna be a major motion picture, and I'm gonna be in it, not wearing pants. Wait, no, hold on. I lost the thread of that. Fuck. Um, hold on. Let's go uh, back to one. Hold on. Is that is that related to the feet comment you keep on doing? Because I think uh, I think that's a different script that Look, you're working. Look, I'm just on. saying, if it's a wonderful life took place today, all they would have to do is everybody in Bedford Falls would have to start an OnlyFans, and by the end of the week, the fucking building and loan would have been fined, and everybody mm. would have made a lot of money. Like, that, yeah, well, isn't that what America's about? Yeah, well, the the you supply the, and the, demand. The bad truth. The sad truth about 90% of the women that, that lower their expectations of life and do the OnlyFans is they're learning what it's like to be a local rapper. <laughs> putting, putting, the, putting the QR code on the back of their car like, yo, you saw me in traffic, check out huh. my OnlyFans. Huh. No, like, that's not a real thing. Mm-hmm. I refuse. Yes, it is. That is brilliant. 
Oh my God, that's so that's brilliant marketing. No, it's Holy, not. Yes, it is. Car seats in the back. Oh, then yeah, no, but <laughs> because then those kids are gonna grow up, and it used to be, oh your mama, oh your mama. No, now it's gonna be video evidence of your mama, and it's not gonna be something people are gonna be able to ever come back to. Yeah, I. It. it I don't want to get into the, the 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 deterioration of society this early in our same words podcast but deterioration and society and words podcast we might get there by episode you know 2383 oh you're done okay yeah, I didn't go into it. I was just alluding that we may go into it. <laughs> oh, no. Just now whenever Corey gets on his soapbox, uh, I'm going to just keep saying it so I remember that goddamn word. Uh, just whatever he does listen, that, I'm going to just hum glory, glory, hallelujah. Listen, a future, a future segment of this podcast, and it will, be, it will be, I think I will write them tongue in cheek, is Corey Hammond saves the planet, and uh, we'll see how that goes. Oh, God. I don't know if we're going to have to you know, have people start ascribing to these lists that I put out there. But there's a lot of things that we could do, Matt. And you know me, I'll try. <laughs> of course. Uh, you want to solve something right now? Let's solve something. Oh, right I don't want to. So I'm tired of solving things. I, I spent my whole life. My whole life is solving other problems. I don't. I'm not able to solve any of my own. I'm able to solve comp. I can figure out how to get a game on the air. And at some point, we'll have Alex and Zach and people from our production team on the show just to tell broadcast stories. Like the time we were asked where to put the marching band when we were not told there was a marching band. <laughs> You you weren't there for that one. That was that was no. the open of 2021 where we show up to Ripken Stadium and we're excited, ready to go and we're getting everything set up and just some walks someone from the team uh it was the rare breed walks up to us and says, "Where do you want us to put the marching band?" And I'm like, "It would be it would be him, wouldn't it?" Yeah. Just coming in hot, messing up the league. As he always does. It, it wasn't even messing it up. It was just like, I never thought I would be in a situation where I have to set dress a marching band. Like, it's just like, it's one of those Mad Lib situations that you run into working in independent sports or whatever the fuck we want to call it. <laughs> yeah, the, the A7FL script, because everybody wants to talk about scripts. The A7FL script is a Mad Lib. It's it's and when we show up to and when we show up to the first game of the season, adjective is is there and then noun is there will have to be decided by where we place and then another verb. And then we just we just we just kind of roulette it. And then whatever comes out that time it was a marching band. You know, next time it'll be, a, you know, a raccoon in the middle of the night. <laughs> maybe maybe the, maybe the third time it'll be a raking the actual pronunciation of a raccoon. Which is us doing a football show at an ultimate frisbee championship. Man, I, lo I love team... doing shit like that. I've been and Rob's team would absolutely. Oh, Rob's team would whoop everybody's ass. But fucking when I've been watching a lot of Letterman lately. Well, I I work from home with my day job. So I spend a lot of time just having sound on in the background because I can't be left alone with my own thoughts. And I will, it's 
been a lot of Letterman lately. And just, I was watching one of his anniversary shows before we started the podcast, and he's doing it from a fucking plane. Like, on a flight from New York to Miami. It's a whole anniversary show shot on a plane. And I just was like, oh, yes, I want to do shit like that. That's why I loved Championship Weekend, aside from the years it took off my life and the wear and tear it put on my body. Um... I think I spasmed in my sleep a couple of times that weekend. Um, that happened to me once another time, too, where we had to stay up an entire night. We had to pull an overnight for a Catalyst Wrestling show because the production company we were working with didn't record the commentary. So we had to re-edit the whole show and then do the commentary live from their studio. And I almost ended up at the hospital after we recorded the show because I was cutting a banner off the front of the building and I sliced my finger and like I still have the scar on my fucking hand it's like right on my left thumb and that was it, it equated to that in terms of just stress psychosis and just doing weird shit like, the cold open to the podcast anniversary show was everything I've wanted to do with this cast of characters since we got that team together. Like, I fucking love working with every single person on that team. And it goes back to just me, you, and Rob having this... Eff it's effortless chemistry. Like, I don't know why it was so easy for all three of us it's clunky sometimes because we are like, oh, fuck, oh, like we're so into what we do that we'll put these blinders on. And it's like, okay, who's the, who's the funnier one? Who's the smarter one? Who's the more insightful one? Like, who do you, who, it's like a, like three yield signs pop up. You look to the right of you and you're like, okay, okay, fuck, okay, yield, yield, drive. Yeah, and I'm looking down at Pokemon Go and I just veer into a ditch. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, listen, the, the 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 fact that we do what we do, the the at the level that we do it, I feel like has even created opportunities for other people too. Because the the sad thing is is that people look at us doing it and then they're like, "Oh, well, they can do it." But honestly, I I do I do try to in in all the things that I do in life, I try to have a, a fair amount of, of awareness and criticism of myself. So I'll, I'll listen back to something that we do to see how many times I say, well, you know, and, 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 you know, try to improve. Right. And, and it, you know, my wife says I'm full of myself and she's usually right. But when I listen to us do a podcast, even though I just did it or I did it, you know, months ago, but I was there, it still lands. Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't think, I don't think anything that we've done hasn't landed or it's landed in the fact that it hasn't landed. So, you know, for what it's worth, you know, maybe the, the all shuckery of it and not the dumb fuckery, but the oh shuckery of it um, adds to the overall product. But, you know, I don't know what I don't know what your first impression of me was, but I remember I, I said I said it was like, I'm, fuck, yeah, is this you know, guy this like, guy can go. Yeah. But I meant like just as a person, not as oh, like yeah, like, 
it took a while but because I, I thought I thought when I met you, bro, I was like this. Oh, looks like they actually hired somebody. <laughs> now I could tell that you felt like you were a little bit out of your element. But to be one hundred percent with you, the reason I felt like you were out of your element is because of how rinky dink our production at times can be. And at the, when we first met, it was in Roselle Park. Yeah. In that little, you know, Snatch in that room. little facility that's that's Fucking little water. Pop Warner deal. Water on and the it's floor. Like, yeah, and it's like we're in the we're in the snack shack, just like looking out at at Isaac Negron, um, DJing. <laughs> two laps, that was him. Life. I didn't know he yeah, was the DJ. Him. Fuck. That's him. Defense to, uh, 2022 defensive MVP is always offering his DJ up. Now, he always makes people pay, but he's always ready to earn that dollar. But I, I thought you were a little flustered and kind of like uh, like taken aback. Like, man, like what kind of thing did I get myself into? The thing so is, I, I was to, like, used to shit like that. I was walking in thinking, "Oh fuck, I'm I'm leveling up." Like this is, and it was a step up for me cuz it was consistent lead announcing work on a viable brand like the A7 when I showed up in 2019, David Isaacs had just become a part of the advisory board. That's the reason why I ended up a part of the league cuz he and I ended up establishing a connection through a friend of our, a mutual friend. And with when I showed up, I was like, okay. And I, I th- think Roselle was my first game. I think it was either that or a St. John Vienne game. And we had another announcer who was a play by play guy. And like, it was that who wants to play, who does play by play, who does color. And I'm like, fuck, I've never played a down of football in my life. Like, I've played in the street. I saw a friend, my best friend broke a parked car once running into it while we played in Sunset, Gunset, Brooklyn. Uh, shout out on 47th and 7th, right in front of Fernandez Grocery. Um, and the, the, we we played uphill. So, like, we were playing on, on the app. Both ways? Yeah, no, it was uphill, downhill. So, like, if we played on the sidewalk, it was okay. But when we got older, we started playing in the street. It was, like, four on four. And you, you're just ru- you're running uphill. <laughs> Like you're you're playing, it feels like a fucking American Gladiator <laughs> competition, like one of the one of the events on American Gladiator. But yeah, when I walked into the A7, I am just veering in and out of topics like a motherfucker. Uh, shout out ADHD. <laughs> um, when I showed up, I was like, okay, this seems like it. And then I was like, oh, this is like every independent wrestling company that I've worked for. Like it's a bootstrap production where it's a startup and it's like it's not it's not the it's not like being on MSG, like where you show up like high school and high school games or things like that. It's different. And I was like, I loved it. Like I loved calling the games. I had I had my yeah. issues because I'm a fucking perfectionist and I'm a psychopath, uh, when it comes to stuff like that. Um, shout out to the chairs inside Asbury Park Stadium, R. I. P. I. P. But like, oh no! Confirmed that they survived. Yeah, they're uh, like one of those one of those characters in The Walking Dead where they just get a <laughs> they get a show like three seasons later of like how they survived. That thing's walking around. It it has a shiv that it it, 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 it somehow summoned and it's it's just running Asbury Park at this point. 
it's coming back with a, with a whole like like a group of chairs, and it's a different G word, but I don't want to get in that. <laughs> that shit, that shit. Listen, shout out to that chair because it 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 served its purpose, it did its job. Yeah, I mean, listen, saying words is has always been a fun thing for me. I'm sure everybody knows that I like to hear myself talk, but I think you know, I've never been. I've never been part of a, a, a saying words situation because even with LJ and we used to do the show in uh, the, I used to say it was the swamps of New Jersey. It was just basically <laughs> a basement. It was uh, the, the, the founder's basement and we're doing shows and he's throwing me several hats and we're, we're talking about a seven FL and you know, there is something about this league though. Right, Matt? Yeah. Like, once you kind of like, once you kind of like get involved in it, 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 it becomes more than what a lot of our haters or people that don't try it or hear about it and they're like, oh, that's probably not worth my time. Because even people that, like, you know, famously, if you are a fan of ours, you know the whole Snow Tribe situation with me. But, like, for, for a guy like Dion Dawkins, who's just a local guy that ha- that probably grew up with the awareness of this league, but he was just always too good to like literally be a part of it for him to basically come back home and say, I want to be a part of it. Just kind of speaks to what it is. Deion Dawkins is the left tackle for the Buffalo bills and all pro all, you know, uh, pro bowl caliber player. He's like a good NFL player. He plays at the highest level of football and just like cam chancellor, just like, you know, I've even heard some of the other guys that are big names talk about it in the same way. You know, it, it, there's something about this league that makes it feel like the football that, you know, my son's in high school. It feels like the football, whether you're talking about the playing uphill both ways football on the streets of, of, of Sunset, Gunset, Brooklyn. Or even a guy like Deion Dawkins, who's playing NFL football like the football we always wanted to play. There's something about the way that the A7FL feels that hometown, mm-hmm. like, like kid, like it's, out in the streets, it's you know, so living life fucking before you internet. ever had, yeah, before you ever had like a responsibility, to quote the great Tommy Pickles, a responsibility <laughs> in the world. You know, I, I've been doing this for, you know, more than a decade. Like, yeah, you've been involved. You've been involved with like some iteration of this style of football for this almost the same amount of time as I've tried to be a broadcaster or have been in broadcasting. Like, ha- almost half our lives. And yeah, that's just such an interesting. <laughs> like, there, there's like a lot parallel lives between the three of us. Rob yeah. might disagree, but, uh. <laughs> Yeah, man, like walking into the league, it, it was an adjustment because you I was basically coming in as LJ's alternate. And the way LJ calls games and the way I call games are similar but different. I'm a little more old school in like setting things up, but I want it to feel like you're listening to three friends watch a game because that's where sports is going like the thing about our league and the thing about of our rivalries it feels like fucking message board wars or like 
internet rivalries or something more than just your traditional sports rivalry. There's there's something to it. Kind of like college or high school rivalries where it's like, fuck you on site, like UNC Duke kind of shit. And I think that that's a huge advantage because civic pride now more than ever is so fucking important. Um, well, the thing is, the thing is with the rivalries, Matt, rivalries are fan motivated at this point in life, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're watching Duke, North Carolina, the kids that play on the rosters, they know what the deal is because they got recruited and they probably watched when they were kids. But the fans are what create the rivalries in college sports. The fans are what create the rivalries between the Red Sox and the Yankees. You know, the, these guys change teams. They're probably on both sides of the rivalries, except for in college. And in college, they're gone in a couple of years. <laughs> There's no animosity built up. In the A7FL, it's, you know, it's guys that are playing four, five, six, seven years against each other, and they either go, go back and forth or they lose to the same team every time, even though they beat every other team. And it, and it does. And, and having the helmets off, I think it's more than just the safety factor, which is huge. And we, we've had episodes on our show where we even talk to doctors because of how safe it is. Yeah. But it all, you also get the personality. And you also, when you're looking across the field at your opponent, you're not looking at a suit of armor, no. you know, with, 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 a, with, you know, an eye slit and you barely see the guy's expression. You're looking another man in the face and you're about to take his will or he's going to try to take yours. And the, the buildup from that has always led to both really heated animosity. I think, yeah, I think that manifests. But also some of the best – some of my best friends in this league are guys that I didn't play with. They're guys that I lined up against. And that, that meeting of the animosity, you know, it eventually builds into a, like a, a deep-seated respect which then becomes a true, you know, deep, hard, well, the pause, Rob would be saying. Yeah. But a heavy anchor in the, in the friendship that's built. Like, you know, we don't have to talk about current events, but when, when me and Big Mo were talking, you know, we're, we're old friends. Even though, like, when we first met, we were talking just hellish shit, like disgusting shit he was talking my my shit talking is usually uh, i try to brush it off and act like i don't even care um you know you don't you don't as a white person go out say you know really radical things out there but we used to not like each other at all and he was trying to kill me every time and then that build into you know one of the best friendships i have with guys that i've never played with you know i only played against him and you know that rivalry thing you know and and the the battle that actually is the A7, unless it's Vegas, and shout out to anybody listening from over there. Start playing defense, please. Jeez, yeah. you see the offensive numbers. But hey, man, we're saying words. Matt Ryan and Corey Hammond, and uh, I got an idea, Matt. And, and let, I, let I, me see. I wanted to just kind of tap into your the what the point you were making real quick before we head to your other. Yeah, thing. yeah, definitely. But it's. To me, it's the idea of what we talked about earlier with competitiveness, being competitive and finding your people, finding your tribe. And I think that it's like this shit talk builds a sense of community because there's a, the competitiveness of it, the pride in it, 
the ability to showcase your masculinity or your creativity or it being an outlet. Like, I have found solace in being able to talk shit or learning how to, like, sharpen that skill because it makes me more of an adept listener. It makes me notice things more. It makes me focus more. Like, growing up on the stoop, you know, as a fucking fat white kid who was the only person who looked like him in his neighborhood, you had to learn how to, like... I suck. I couldn't talk shit for a long time, but I learned and I listened and I, like... I leaned into my anger and, like, finding ways to do that because my my initial reaction would just be to have, like, a hissy fit or something. Like, once I got so mad at one of the kids I grew up with, uh, I broke an apartment building window with the side of my hand. <laughs> yeah. That was not smart. Um, but... Yeah, I broke, I broke, I broke, I broke my hand with, uh, a cast iron pole that I thought was wood, uh, oh. wrapped with that, like, thin aluminum. That was my most recent handbrake. Hey. You know, what's funny, my, my lost tooth and my broken hands and my broken ribs and my dislocated things, they're usually not from football directly. My football injuries are always ankles and 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 stupid shit. It's uh, it gets it gets interesting though once you go into, you know, the off the field. I get I get these uh, crazy injuries. But yeah, so I mean, wh- how would you rate your shit talking game? You're 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 a, a a former. Correct me if I'm wrong. A former wrestling manager yeah I, I yeah i haven't i haven't managed the last time i managed was the first year i worked in the a7 like 2019 like it was what, this, do you, what do you think your what do you think your best burn was as a manager oh uh, there's a lot that were just fucking mean um a lot of it based around clever ways to say that uh they those the people that exist were exist existed accidentally uh, or just finding and isolating different things. It, it was like brash meanness. Sometimes it was a little sarcastic, but I was just an over-the-top schmuck who just got his ass kicked every once in a while. And I took pride in the fact that if you threw a right hand at me, whether you touched me or you didn't, I was gonna I was gonna act like I died for you. But I, it depends. Like I think. Think seven or an eight. I think if I'm really locked in, I can be very precise. Like during the stuff with Casey, I took it seriously because I was not going to let some let my radio education as a fan and as a person who worked for some of the bigger radio shows in the world as an intern, I wasn't gonna let my training fail. I was going to utilize every aspect of my training to make it interesting and entertaining because it's fucking show business, baby boy. This is all the work. And then, and then, you know, energy match energy. Shout outs to my guy. So, what are the stakes? Uh, I didn't think about it. Is that training? There was. They. I was. I was helping the other side of the ball with a podcast project recently. And... I was listening to like one of the episodes right before the the race and Derek busted out like if Matt wins 
Because there was no way in hell I was ever giving up the call of the championship game to a yeah, radio I mean, that's, bit. Yeah, that's not what this was about. No. It wasn't about stakes for the league, right? It was about personal stakes. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I had a conversation with a buddy about, <laughs> and he, he, was, he was being sarcastic, but he's like, I've got a TRT guy if you want it. And I was like, am I going to want me on the shit for this? <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, so like, basically at that moment, people were coming coming to you with with acronyms, and it's like, which acronym? I don't know. I don't know these acronyms. You're gonna have to give me the science behind. They they wanted me to piss dirty for a race against Casey Cox in the middle of fucking Arizona. Like that was that was some of the fucking funnest radio I have ever done because it just. It didn't feel real at points. Like, it. it I, I didn't know, like, it felt like I was navigating in this ethereal space where I didn't know where I should land in being, like, the baby face or the heel. Like, what's my role here? I know well, I have I a role, and I know that I, I may have to be a bit of a dick, but that may not work. I may well, be yeah, the baby face. Too much. You couldn't do too much because, you know, the energy wasn't being matched always. I think the best part of it was in some of the best clips we had all season from the Vegas division. And shout outs to A7FL Las Vegas. Um, the, the champs reside there. Um, you know, only a couple of defenses, but we can talk about that another time. And shout outs to my guys. I will always throw a party shot. But some of the best video that we got was just the, that your presence just in the hypothetical gave us the, the post game race from the stick with it. And I believe it was the aces. It was, it was the stick with it and aces. No, wait, it was, no, was it kryptonite? Fuck. It was, no, 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 no. It was, it was stick, the first it was round. Aces. No, it was the second round. It was the yeah, it was the second round. Yeah, so it was sick with it, um, and they because the first round sick with it played the force tight game, good game, fun game. Everybody was getting drugged down. It was everybody was drugged, <laughs> drugged down here, drugged down here. But 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 the game after, right? The game after was when we got that. And I don't want to keep you know beating the dead horse or, or 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 you know going too far from it, but. First of all, shout outs to somebody getting up there and putting themselves out there for the hypothetical oh, yeah. embarrassment. You know, everybody that that takes the chance, you know, you're you're running the gamut there. So, you know, he he wasn't running anything but the gamut at that point. He was mostly, you know, not the opposite of running. But the fact that those exist, man, I mean, you know, that that whole thing was was a really great thing. Now, this is the game I wanted to play because I just want to give it a little bit of a change up here. Um I think I think our audience, whether they are returning fans or new fans, welcome. I think they're getting to know us a little bit. And you can but actually we, we, we have an we have an Instagram, Corey. We do. Yeah, we, we do. do. Um, I, I don't. You but do. now I do. Yeah, I'll give you the login if you want this to be uh, your your in, your Instagram page. The you can go to saying words pod. That's saying words p o d on Instagram, so you can follow us there, and we'll post clips of the show uh, when I have time 
to edit them because I don't have staff. Nope, I don't. I'm so fucking and broke. I'm so just useless. You're not useless. Like you, it's like it's like asking me, "Hey Matt, can you build a home? Can you fix someone's roof?" Do you know how to set up gutters? No, oh, okay. of course I don't. I went to fucking college where it was media studies. I learned about Stuart Hall and the Listen, idea of metatextual that, theory. Fa pa fungo. To be fair though, Matt, like I'm the uh, I'm the project coordinator, so I don't even do those things anymore either. So I'm basically just useless. But it's like you you work you work for a living. My grandfather worked for fucking no, NASA. My grandfather worked for NASA, and I do haha on the internet with my buddies like that. Like yeah, my my grandfather is the architect for FEMA, and as that you know, my my grandfather David Hammond is an architect and has built many a building. Um, he also invented shores to, uh, you know, on his spare time to work with FEMA so that when rubble is about to crumble, they have a, a, a very quick and easy way to add stability to the crumbling rubble to save people. And my grandmother, his wife, you know, because she was training dogs and was a, was a champion breeder of Dobermans, was just like, you know what, it's just a hobby. I'll go into search and rescue. And if you look at search and rescue dog for dummies on the internet and you go to buy that beautiful book authored by my grandmother. So I'm, uh, I am now going, going from my grandfather being an architect and the, the, the engineer that FEMA calls in to solve issues for them to the, uh, home improvement specialist that is now a project manager and just plans out the jobs and has other guys do it for them. Now they do a great job. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> But I like I, that. My, the game I wanted to play, Matt, here. Yeah, I just like this. that our grandparents now, had knows. jobs from December songs. I'm sorry. I just had that joke in my head, and I wanted to say it for me and only me. But, Corey, what's your game? Uh, you, hey, we needed it. We needed it. It was a good one. Everyone knows me as the football guy. Yeah. Right? And that's where my background really is. And everybody knows you as the football guy that also has the wrestling guy background. So I'm going to put it put you on the spot first and then we can we can switch it up but let's just let's just say in in the you know we talk about cole gardella all the time shout out to cole <laughs> um you know the alternate universe situation in an alternate universe where you and i'll talk about your career you play football and i am involved in wrestling how do you see the other going so you're going to tell me about with your wrestling expertise who alternate universe Corey is that got involved in, you know, the wrestling shit, man? Like I world think you and can culture. Be, I think you'd be really successful as an on-screen heel. Like you would be Eric Bischoff. You have a sales background. You know how to talk. You understand what works and what doesn't, and you know more than you let on. And I think that those are very effective things in pro wrestling, on camera and off camera. And you just, you have an, a personality that people love to hate. And you lean into that. Like, that's the thing that, like, I love and hate about you sometimes is that 
you know you know it's all me and you call we call it show like in wrestling we call it work like we're we're doing show we're we're just doing show we're fucking kayfabe and we're playing jokes we're not being serious there are times where show becomes very serious and you have to talk me off a ledge because uh, that that happened a couple of times between certain points when we were talking about earlier in the show where it was like, yo, that was great, but what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> and it's like, we have to alternate. And like all three of us, it is a cycle of fucking okay you've gone to you're going too far we need you to step back like five feet oh no someone's wife got mad that happened and it's like okay oh fuck that's how do we navigate this and it's like this is how we're a fucking yet again. I go back to that. We're a fucking football announced team and we're acting. We're like the last bastion of shock jock radio in the sense that we have these we have over the top personalities that have just naturally happened because we're all fucking just high energy. Not well, people. Yeah. And you said, how do you navigate? Well, to call back uh, something I said twice already. Well, I'm just sitting there looking down at my phone playing Pokemon Go, so we're going straight into the ditch. So there it is. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to laugh. It wasn't just that funny. No, it's... Um, <laughs> all right, so last thing last thing we say about heel, Corey, because I, like, I feel like, yeah, I feel like I could absolutely purposely piss people off. I feel like, I feel like that's a fair skill set. What would my wrestling, my ideal wrestling name be? I don't, I don't think as you quickly need... as you can go. I don't think you really would need one, but I would say like the long hair Corey, long hair Corey, not do rag Corey. <laughs> no, do rag Corey, do rag Corey's menace. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I would get, I would get canceled for that character. That, <laughs> Not everybody would. would you've seen you've seen Durag Vince McMahon, right? And and it, it, Durag Corey Hammond in the A7FL would go well, you know. Durag, but you've Corey seen Hammond you've in, seen Durag Vince McMahon. Would go just about yeah. It would me Durag would be just about as good as uh, Vince McMahon Durag. I think it was not going to work out. Because I, I now now I want to show you some some highlights of Durag Vince McMahon. Cause look at how silky that do rag is, just that that purple do rag. That one is that. That's the one right there. That's. I mean, like that's just high art. That is what you want. And I like that it's color coordinated. I don't know why he was backward hat Vince there, but as we uh, I think I think of the things that Vince McMahon has done the do rag is one of the ones that is acceptable that's a good one like that's that's yeah, one that of one the worked. good ones it it, it it didn't work but it worked in that it didn't yeah saying words <laughs> so for me man I think that if you had the opportunity and the situation where let's say 
you know, we, I don't want to get into your, your, your past too specifically, but let's say you had the, the situation where you could go to practice, you could, you know, start at a relatively young yeah. age, progress, all that thing. Man, I think, I think you sell yourself short. I think you could probably D-line it up. I think, uh, you know, based on the evidence that we, we, we put out there on you rushing me, pass rushing me, I, you know, I've seen worse play in – shout-outs to A7FL Las Vegas. <laughs> um, but I think that, first of all, based on your personality, I know for 100% fact that your number would be 69. <laughs> I don't think – I don't think that uh, I, I don't think alternate universe Matt would have changed that much that it wouldn't it couldn't be number sixty nine, and I feel like all season you would have a Fu Manchu, and the longer the season got into like the cold, the Fu Manchu would grow past the chin strap <laughs> to the point where it was like, you know, Shifu from Kung Fu Panda, so Matt Ryan alternate universe number sixty nine. And listen, I went to this. I went. I list. I went to this uh, school that is was formerly known as St. Thomas Aquinas in Edison. Then it was Bishop R. And now I guess Bishop R. wasn't such a great person. Back to St. Thomas Aquinas in Edison. I went there my freshman and sophomore year, and there was this there, there was this older classman tradition with linemen. And they they had this competition: who was the best player and the dirtiest bastard on the team and they would win uh, uh, an award that the senior would hand down to the junior. It was like a, you know, passing the torch, but it was the toilet bowl. It was called the toilet bowl. And there, there was, there was a whole process to it, Matt. I don't think, I don't think you should take this the wrong way, but if you play football your entire life, I know for a fact that you would want to win that toilet bowl. And I know for a fact (laughs) that you would have won the toilet bowl. Thanks buddy. That's nice of you. You're a good friend. Did you ever know that at the end of this podcast, I would be awarding you a toilet seat? I, you, know, you know, I felt like at some point a toilet was going to get involved. I just didn't know, like, how. Like, well, I, if we ever do a food review episode, maybe. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's that's way down in the future. I think we got plenty of things to talk about before we start with food review. Yeah, or, or, to, or more toilet talk. We have, you know, the saying words podcast – Less toilet talk, more self-aggrandizing. That's going to be the first shirt. Yes, you. I seem to always somehow provide the 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 vehicle in which we find the name, but you name you name the episodes quite well, my friend. You name the episodes quite well. Yeah, the thank thanks, buddy. So, I think people should hear this now, and we've been going for about an hour and. To to say this was something you can put on in the background while you just redo GTA missions, I feel like that's our like target demo. Like our target demo are people who are stoned playing Madden or 2K, where they just have something on in the background and every once in a well, while. Well, listen, you're like, driving oh. to work. Let's be honest. You turn on the radio. You can't you can't hide from Taylor Swift at this point. <laughs> She's gonna follow you, and it's probably gonna be karma. And then right after Karma, it's going to be the diss song by, what's her name, Jess? That's called Vampire, Olivia Rodrigo. There you go. Shout out to my daughter Cameron for giving me that name. It's going to be, you can't can't hide from Taylor Swift. And then even the song right after, Olivia Rodrigo, Vampire, is about Taylor Swift. So you could turn on 
two guys saying words, a <laughs> podcast. And trust me, Rob will get in here at some point. Right now, he's he's a little busy with the salsa. Yes, he's he's being bachata Bob, and hopefully we'll have sangria sangria Bobby on saying words is gonna be wild as fuck. I want to hear Henny Bobby. Oh, Henny Bobby's gonna be a menace. <laughs> you know who Henny Bobby was when we when we did that breakdown of the fall on the other side of the ball? That's Henny Bobby. <laughs> I can't wait to get Henny Bobby. Oh, that's gonna be an episode that I have to edit a lot of. Yeah. So yeah. Listen, since since this episode, I'm sure you've got to edit some of my shenanigans, but there, not as many as you No, can. I'm gonna just I'm just gonna start it and finish it. Nothing was said here. I think that was terrible. I I wasn't particularly funny, but you you carried or, the episode. Or, ladies and gentlemen at home, we might have actually cut it out. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we. What this could cut. be. Yeah, this could be a bit where we like maybe I insert fake edit points and and just start fucking with you. You don't know what wh- did what did Matt say this time? <laughs> that would be so fucking mean so, if so, that if that was a thing a podcast did where they so just tune in. So tune in next time. You will you we will hint at what Matt said and. You got to find out, and we want to hear from the comments. I don't even know if it's going to have a comment section, but you you might as well just do it. You're here anyway. Yeah, you saying words pod on Instagram. That's where you go. A say. future segment, I I promise you, is Corey Hammond saves the planet. And trust me, it's not going to be actionable things that we could actually use. But maybe, maybe, I'll try. And then I know for a fact at some point there's got to be the good, the ass, and the ugly. And it doesn't just have to be about the sport that we're, you know, mostly... This was supposed to be, like, our non-A7FL podcast, and 90% of it... Well, this is the lore episode, I guess, so we're just dumping all this info so people who end up listening to this show because one of us said something stupid and ended up in an article in AV Club some point. Um, Shout out to the AV Club. I actually love that website, but... Uh, I think the odds in Vegas. I looked at them for for uh, who gets canceled from this show. Um, Matt, you would be you would be happy to see because we know people in Vegas, so we know you know we we know who uh, you know who's got what. Um, people said that you are a one to eight hundred percent eight hundred odds on the first to get canceled. Yeah, and one one to nine thousand that you'll get canceled at all. So I think. Maybe at that point, maybe just parlay it into a, an op- opportunity as an insider trading type of thing, and then boom, get canceled, get the money. Rob, a little bit more borderline. He's a one and and a hundred and seventeen um, hmm. odds of getting canceled from this. That's not um, the worst. So, but uh, you know, I'm actually ah, uh, uh, what? That's eight to one. Damn, those are not good odds. Those are the right, opposite well, of good odds. I'll try to behave. I'll try. <laughs> I feel like I don't think this podcast needs a catchphrase. I don't think. No, so. no, 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 no. I'm gonna keep saying I'll try, but I'm not gonna end it that way. No, it's totally different. I don't know how. To, how do we end the show? Do we just end it? Do we just like? I'll, how about this? I'll try to do a thing that's cool and awesome, and then you completely rip it from from me, step on it, and make it your thing. All right, go ahead. Well, so, this is me, that's Matt, and somewhere in the background is Rob, and 
Listen, we're going to continue to do this. We're just out here saying words. Stop.